This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score. York City 1, Wrexham 1. And Wrexham will be very frustrated at allowing an injury time equaliser to deny us of the three points. And a game which had spells where Wrexham, I think, would have been very pleased with how it was going and other spells, in all honesty, where we would have been rather frustrated. The start of the game saw Wrexham on the front foot. Admittedly, York had a chance to score within the first minute, but even that ended with a breakaway by Wrexham. Corner played in from the left-hand side. Centre-back Crooks did well to get a contact with his foot and glance at a cross goal. Safe hands by Mark Howard, who went low down to his left to hold on to it and then released an early kick up the pitch. Mullen, with two defenders on him, did beautifully to to, um, take one of them out by backing into them and allow the other one to misjudge the bounce. And then Mullen was then turning and hitting a shot from about 20 yards, which was too close to the keeper. But it was a sign of Mullen's intent because he was extremely impressive in the early stages, buzzing around and really trying to make things happen. Wrexham were working a long ball down the right channel to try and feed Mullen in round the side of the three centre-backs. They hit it three times in the opening stages of the match and found him each time and he was really looking threatening. And Wrexham down that right side carved out two glorious chances in the first 11 minutes, which we should have done better for. First one of those passes, Young over the top, Mullen running onto it, pulled the ball back, lovely cross to the near post. Elliot Lee with an open uh, free header, Six yards out on the corner of the six-yard box and just didn't make enough contact with it. Glanced it across the face. In fact, it was kept in before going for a throw. A really good chance for Lee. He'd been disappointed because he's shown that although he's not the biggest bloke in the world, he can really connect with a header. And then four minutes later, it was Mullen missing a header of another free header from pretty much the same spot. Terrific move. Ford playing a 1-2 with Palmer down the right, whipping in a perfect cross. But Mullen already arrived so he couldn't get any momentum running onto it. He tried to put pace on the ball by twisting his body and failed to hit the target. A real disappointment for that. Two glorious chances. And there was another good chance five minutes later, this time McFadgen doing well, feeding James Jones, whose initial work was terrific as he burst into the box through the centre and got himself a clear sight of goal. But then he scuffed his shot, which was blocked in front of the goalkeeper. A glorious opportunity. Now, <coughs> I see the first 15 or so minutes, it looked like it could be an avalanche. Wrexham started superbly, fantastic away support, and York were having to dig in. But York would show terrific grit and pull themselves back into the match. They've on a poor run. They've lost their manager. Tim Ryan, their caretaker manager, has been in charge for two defeats before this match. But by all accounts, they had improved in those games and were a little unfortunate to lose out. In this game... His team showed heart. They, they managed to stop the flow of chances coming down the right-hand side, dug in in midfield, and, and slowly began to show a threat themselves with Linnell John Lewis, inevitably nicknamed the shop, holding the ball up well when they were knocking it long and trying to bring players in around him. In fact, he had their first opportunity. It looked like a foul on Lee in the build-up, but nothing given. The referee was a little erratic in terms of what fouls he was penalised and which ones he wouldn't. And Lee, uh, John Lewis turned and lashed a shot towards goal, which was never going to come down quickly enough to trouble Mark Howard. The half, though, ended with York starting to have some decent spells and starting to force Wrexham a bit further back, and Wrexham's ability to create chances started to diminish. Although, 
He nearly got a goal with a free kick just outside the box, just to the right side of the D. Anthony Ford met it with a lovely curling strike, but the keeper got across Ethan Ross and tipped it around the post. A good save from a good free kick. And Mullen had the last opportunity, driving at his men, getting into the D, but the defender did well to get close to him, and Mullen, in trying to curl it round him into the top corner, didn't have enough room to, to make the manoeuvre, and it went wide. So by the second half started, the game felt a bit more like equilibrium. The chance maybe had gone when Wrexham were completely on top, although Wrexham still were the side making most of the chances. A fantastic fast breakaway right through the middle, so Mullen feed Lee and then run beyond him and Lee accelerated onto it and popped it back. But Mullen just was stretching with his finish. I wasn't sure if he got like an infinitesimal little touch with his standing foot as it went on his, his other foot as he was running up, which nudged it slightly away from him and he, he missed his, his shots. But it was an exciting burst through the middle. Halfway through the period as well, Wrexham again making an opportunity as a corner half clears. Ford getting it 30 yards out and standing a good ball up to the edge of the area on the far post. Hayden jumping, nodding it into the danger area and Toza just beaten to it by the goalkeeper came rushing sharply off his line. It was becoming one of those games where you didn't really see York scoring but Wrexham weren't making clear-cut chances. Alterations were made. Jacob Mendy made a welcome return on the left-hand side to replace Callum McFadgen <coughs> and then Wrexham switched to four at the back. Tunnicliffe sacrificed with 12 minutes left. Tom O'Connor coming on to anchor the diamond. There was a chance then at the other end, almost immediately, O'Connor the hero here, as the ball was played, a good breakdown on left-hand side. It was picked up by Dyson, who fed the ball across the box, clear sides of goal for Duckworth, glorious opportunity 15 yards out, and he struck it well, but O'Connor got across and made a fantastic break block, deflecting the ball over the bar. Parkinson was not happy to have made his attacking change and made another one, bringing off James Jones and putting Sam Dorby on. So by now, Wrexham had Dorby and Palmer up top, Mullen supporting them, and Elliot Lee in a midfield diamond. So really attacking setup, And it got its reward. A, a remarkable goal. Newkyung standing up a corner to the far post. No Wrexham player challenging for it. But... Two defenders went for it and got in each other's way and deflected it back up in the air, back towards the goal mouth. O'Connor, good 10 yards out, making contact with a crazy overhead kick, which had perfect placement and nestled in the bottom right corner. Remarkable effort, I've got to say. It was like, um, I think the best way I can describe it, you see the old-fashioned long ju high jumpers, rather, before the Fosbury flop was invented, who would, like, straddle. They jump face down with their arms and legs spread and straddle over. It was like that upside down. He jumped backwards, but his arm, his legs, usually an overhead kick, your legs are quite close together, aren't they? But in this case, his legs were like 45 degrees and he fell backwards and made perfect contact with his left foot and put it right in the bottom corner. A remarkable goal. And you thought, well, okay, we've done this. Now we've won it. There were real scenes of celebration because it felt like, well, York haven't got that much. We'll be okay. And indeed, Wrexham, actually, after that goal, were pushing forwards, and a couple of minutes later, could easily have got another Dolby playing it down the left-hand side. Mullen getting in a great position, driving the ball into the goal mouth. Palmer was waiting for an open goal tap, and they keep it well to get down and just push the ball away. But in the second minute of added time, Wrexham got punished. Now, I've got to admit, at the time, I 
it was it was out of the blue and i i thought it was a one of those phenomenal strikes and so in commentary i was saying well you know you'll never hit the ball like that again but then neither will o'connor i suppose to be fair having looked at it again and taken counsel from the away end um my initial thought that it must have taken a deflection to soar in like that was true i i was looking at the replays while commentating and trying to detect a deflection and couldn't but there was a deflection and so Wrexham were rather unfortunate it started with the ball up front Cogan who's a big center back was now playing as an emergency center forward he seemed to me to foul O'Connor as he jumped for it but the ref didn't give it he flicked it on John Lewis worked it across to the right side where Manny Duku who that moment had been brought on ran at Mandy drove the ball in whether it was a shot or a cross and took a, a wicked little deflection off Mendy though and just soared over Howard and into the roof of the net a, a cruel way to concede an equaliser but I guess we didn't take our chances when we were well on top and, and therefore left ourselves vulnerable to something like that happening Un unfortunate that's the way it goes it's not a bad point I thought that York were a very gritty side they defended their penalty area wholeheartedly the number of blocks they got in were terrific the way they restricted Wrexham's chances was impressive as well I, I thought they were they were wholehearted in, the, in their efforts to, to stop us and coming forward like I said John Lewis brought people in well but I didn't really feel they were threatening our clean sheets particularly until they actually scored looking through individual performances Howard again not that much to do really in what he did he did perfectly well uh, the three centre-backs, again, solid games for them. Um, they held York at arm's length. Hayden tried to get joined in going forwards and had some successful little forays. Toza with a, a nice gap around the pitch was getting some scary distance on his long throws, putting them into the far post. Um, the wing-backs, again, McFadgen, feisty, pushing up and down, trying to get involved. Uh, things weren't quite dropping for him going forwards. And on the right-hand side, again, Ford was classy. That, that cross for the chance for Mullen was a beauty. And he was consistently impressive in the way he took the game forwards. I thought the midfield trio did pretty well. Well, they did very well. Uh, Young was energetic, made a lot of interceptions, was able to carry the ball forwards and, and try to take the game to York. Jones did well, especially in the first hour, I thought. he Not only energy, but also ingenuity. He was popping up in interesting positions. He got a lot of turnovers, winning the ball back. I was impressed with Jones. And we made Lee man of the match in the commentary team. Uh, he was alert, lively. He seems to be really enjoying that central midfield position. He's involved. He's in the middle of everything. And again, he was so threatening without quite managing to produce a finish or play the pass that was finished by a teammate. Up front, Palmer had a quiet day. It was a little unlike him. He had some good moments and he had some good battles with the centre-backs, but he didn't really influence the game as much as normal. Mullen was really sharp, I thought. It was a shame we weren't able to fashion a few more proper opportunities for him. He looked in the mood. Um, not that he ever doesn't, but he really looked like he had something going on. Um, and he couldn't quite... He couldn't hit the net. He couldn't beat the keeper. He didn't have enough clear chances to do so. Of the subs, O'Connor was terrific. He made an impact straight away. There was a lovely moment on the left flank where the ball was coming to him under pressure and he just let the challenge come and then popped it past his man. Uh, he scored a great goal. He made a goal-saving block as well. He did a very good job. Uh, as Luke Young is suspended for the next match now, he picked up his fifth yellow card, O'Connor should get a chance at Eastleigh to show what he can do. And then across the, the other substitutes, Dolby didn't have long to 
to make an impact. But he did win the free kick that Wrexham scored from, the long ball in from the right-hand side. Um, so he did do uh, well there, holding the ball up and drawing the foul. And uh, Mendy, yeah, Mendy looks sound, got forwards well, defended well, didn't have that long to influence play. Good to see him back on the pitch. But frustration for Wrexham because we got ourselves into that winning position. We failed to take advantage of the game when we were really on top to get that goal, the, goal, the opening goal. But when we got it late on, should have closed it out. And to be fair, but for a deflection, we would have done so. Unfortunate, but it's another game unbeaten. It's a, it's an awkward away game out the way. And we go on again next Saturday at Eastleigh. So, please uh, remember, we'll be commentating on Eastleigh on Wrexham Player. All the usual good stuff will come out. The highlights are live on Wrexham Player now. And they will be live at midnight on YouTube on tonight, so Sunday night. And also that, um, apart from the Ask Wrexham podcast, by all means ask questions on Twitter about for that show, uh, we're going to do an extra World Cup special one as well. Any World Cup questions, put the hashtag AskRexham, A-S-K-W-X-M, and we'll answer those too. So, with the final score of York City 1, Wrexham 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.